Hello everyone, this is Carol E. It's November 22nd, 2021, and getting ready for my Thanksgiving holiday. Actually, I want to I wanna phrase it this way. I call it late harvest time. That's the way I celebrate my holiday. I call it late, late harvest time. Um, September and October are early harvest time. Halloween is early harvest time. And uh, Thanksgiving is late harvest time, November. Ever since my aunt's death, I've learned how to define my own, my own idea of family, my own idea of love. Mental, emotional self-health has enabled me to go through a gradual and sometimes not so gradual process of doing that. I've spent all my life uh, thinking that I have to celebrate holidays or call holidays what other people call them. And um, I still humor it and call it Thanksgiving for the sake of uh, history and social reasons, but I call it late harvest time. And for me, every holiday is a process and I like to celebrate holidays gradually, not just on a day. Like for example, Thanksgiving day or Christmas day or New Year's day or even my birthday. Um, Cause for me, those holidays are so intense I think they deserve to be celebrated gradually. And um, for me, Thanksgiving started tonight. And because I realized again that I had to do it the way I needed, needed to do it, I went out and bought a gigantic load of groceries, probably even more than I could afford. And um, my roommate Bruce and I are gonna have, have dinner at home again. And I'll explain the reasons in a moment. I also bought, I bought enough food for us to have maybe dinner all weekend. And I bought some uh, good food as usual, some good, delicious, nutritious food as usual, because I decided to uh, be really good to myself this week. And um, this, I'm being forced to learn how to do that now, because not being able to uh, be there for myself not not uh, tolerating myself and loving myself. Yes, loving myself. I learned, like many people on this earth learned in, in first world society, not to love myself. And it was so destructive and it almost killed me a few times, more times than I can count. And it almost killed me uh, this weekend, this past weekend, it almost destroyed me. And the reason I can record out loud and publicly now is because I'm safe. I'm back in the safety zone and I, I was still in the safety zone because I wasn't acting self-destructively. I was just dealing with some very, very painful feelings. And I'm still going through that process right now. Earlier in the season, I talked about doing things, doing something that I'm afraid to do such as going out driving on a bus, on a public bu transportation in a thunderstorm. I did that, I think back, I forget now if it was September or October, but it was earlier in, in the autumn season here in America. We had a really terrific thunderstorm, and my roommate said there were like th thousands of, thousands of uh, lightning strikes everywhere in the county where I'm living, where we're living, and um, God, I'm still here. I, I didn't get struck. And um, tonight, 
I got through, I broke through a lot of intense emotions as well. A lot of sadness, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety. and I'm still going through the emotions, but I had to go through the worst of them all weekend to the point where I, I couldn't safely record on here because I was afraid I was going to get uh, taken down. I made a couple of recordings that I'm going to keep private, keep for my record, just so I can know how, how bad it really was all weekend. It was terrible. I, I, I thought again about uh, checking in to a psychiatric unit again, and I thought better of it because I don't want to have to go back there again. I want to take command of this. I don't like how the psychiatric system treats me or treats other Americans or other first world countries and um, countries like the United States. So um, what I did was I just, I was still and most feelings pass. One of the things that keeps me safe is knowing that all feelings pass. And one of the reasons they pass is because we're able to let let them pass us, let them flow and let them pass in and out of us. Sometimes they take longer to pass. And I'm finding the hard way that it's because I'm hanging on to thoughts that are destructive. It was even hard for me to, to say the phrase, love myself, because I still felt like I wasn't supposed to do that. But I need to learn something new and have courage and take a leap of faith. Maybe it is something I'm supposed to do. I believe we have to be there for ourselves, because sometimes other people can't or won't be there for us. And I experienced that this weekend seemed like nobody was there for me at all. I'm going to talk about something really that, that was really painful for me. Um, last week, in the middle of last week, my uncle emailed me and invited me and my roommate for Thanksgiving. And it was the first time we were in about a year, I think. A year and a half that um, we could eat out again. I was able to eat dinner for my birthday in September because we found a restaurant that won't make you fill out your name, address, and phone number so they can contact, tra contact trace you, and that doesn't make me feel very comfortable. So um, I told my uncle my concern. I said, well, I hope... Um, that sounds like a really great idea and we'd love to come, but um, things are a little different in San Diego than they are in um, Seattle. There's a contact tracing law. It requires uh, restaurants and non-essential businesses to uh, ask customers to fill out their address, name, and phone number so they can be contact traced in the event of an outbreak. And if you're traced and if there's an outbreak and you're traced um, everybody needs to quarantine because they've exposed themselves to COVID even if they test negative I'm not sure what the rules are if you're vaccinated but I just didn't want to have to deal with that all year long 
So um, I told my uncle that, and he said, okay, well, um, other fam my other family members are making the arrangements. I'll get back to you. He never did. So I feel like he essentially uninvited me by not even getting back to me. And I would have respected him more if he'd, if he'd uninvited me than if he just left me hanging. And the history of our relationship is such that I don't feel comfortable following up and asking him. I just believe that, um, I just believe that I shouldn't have to ask. Um, he's the kind of person that pays attention to someone only when, when they mean a lot to him. And we had a history in our relationship where I didn't mean a lot to him. He was married to my aunt. That's why I still call him my uncle. He was married to my aunt for 14 years while I was living with them and long afterwards. And um, they didn't love me. And um, he seemed to ask my roommate and me for Thanksgiving on a whim. Maybe he was feeling mellow and warm. Maybe he had these warm, warm romantic feelings rushing through him. I don't know. Maybe he was just glad to be in San Diego, but it'll be the first time that we didn't get together when he's when he was in town. Usually when he's in town, we get together. He gets together with uh, Bruce, if not with both of us. But he never did. He he, he gives, gives us the email treatment, too. He doesn't call us on the phone. He doesn't text us. He just emails us. And only a few times a year. And when he when he writes letters to people, this is almost funny, when he writes letters to people, he writes form letters. Almost like, like it's a like he's being a robot. And um I've decided I don't want to deal with it anymore. So I um I had invited myself today. I emailed him and I said, I'm making my own plans for Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good one with your family. And I hope you don't get COVID. I hope you're safe. hope you're going to be all right. You know, I wished him well. And I said, love, Carol. And um, then my roommate came home and I bought my groceries, visited my girlfriend, and um, carried on with my life. And a few days ago, you, you wouldn't think I was going to bounce back like this. I was crying off and on. I was angry, very angry. I felt like I wanted to pop his head off for doing that to me. You know, inviting me and then leaving me hanging like that. I just, my feelings were so hurt. It was through the roof. And I'll tell you why, too. It was refreshing for him to invite us for dinner after he ignored us for five years after I had to try and get a, get along with him because of the pandemic. You know, I, I want to get along with people. And I'm trying to work on, you know, not not having a bad attitude. This is the nature of my mental wellness, my mental wellness process. I don't want to be angry at people and hate people. It just makes me feel worse. And um, I was pretty angry with him. And I realized that I can't be part of that anymore. I have to separate from him. 
I don't think he's a bad person, but I don't think, I don't think he uh, relates to me. I don't think he even relates to my roommate. And they were friends for a while, or at least my roommate thought they were friends. But I've even had to educate him about what kind of person I think my uncle is. He's, he's cold. He's not able to love fully. He only falls in love. I mean, he fell very intensely in love with his new wife. And they were, they were busy getting married while me and my roommate were having a really hard time. He did, he did come down to uh, help us move. And I'll be forever grateful to him for that. But uh, that was all he did. After that, he, um, he only communicated with us once in a while by email. And I had to accept that. But um, inviting us for dinner and then, and then acting like it never happened. He crossed a line. And I have to let him go. And um, from now on, when he, if he emails again, I'm going to forward all his emails to my roommate. Because my roommate has a choice whether or not he still wants to be friends with him but I no longer I'm no longer gonna reply to his emails I'm not gonna talk to him anymore unless it's absolutely necessary it's hard to do that because I feel like a bad person I feel like an unreasonable bad person and I feel like I'm, I'm part of the problem in the world I wanna encourage connection I want to encourage getting along. I want to encourage the opposite of what we all seem to be doing. I suppose I don't want to cut him off completely. He's not a toxic, threatening individual. Especially in the light of what I talked about earlier about blocking. I don't want to do that. But I do feel like he kind of gave, he kind of gave me a soft block by, by just not emailing. If I do get an email from him, I'm going to forward it to, to Bruce. I might talk, I might acknowledge it once more. I might say, look, uh, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> you guys have a good time. I'm going to be fine. <sighs> Don't worry about us. So, guys, the peer counseling piece... If you feel like you're being treated like that, you probably are. And the nature of your relationship with them might be different from mine. I can't give you any advice. I can't tell you what to do, and I can't tell you what you should do. But if you feel bad, and you communicate with them, and things don't change, and that, that happened too. A few years ago, I did tell them how I felt, and nothing changed. If that happens, you take the friendship or the relationship down to the, the lower, a lower level and do it because you need to stay sane. You don't deserve this. Friends need to treat you like you're important to them, like you mean something to them. They need to learn how to do that. 
and if they don't even want to do that, or if they don't, they don't think they can learn something new, you deserve better than that. And they deserve to learn something new, so they can earn your friendship. Alright, I'm going to go. You guys have a safe Thanksgiving and late harvest, whatever you celebrate. You're loved. The Life Purpose Module, Mental, Emotional, and Self-Health.